Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. My God, what you might be about to hear will be the ropiest podcast I think we have ever done. <laughs> We've got no Tim. My voice is shot a, from a bit of antics last night, but B, from standing on the sidelines shouting, and I suspect you, Phil, are not in much better health. Uh, I'm not feeling my freshest, I'll be honest, Jay. I am literally struggling to read. I mean, I struggle to spell, <laughs> I struggle to read at the best of times, but I'm just glazing over. We had a, f- we had a few beers last night, didn't we? My word. My word, that, that escalated quickly. Anyway, <laughs> enough of this lad culture. There's only two of us, so pod on two, and, and we'll get into it. I was going to say three, two, one, pod. One, two, pod. Hello and welcome to the Egg Chasers Rugby Podcast, the podcast about rugby that doesn't take itself or the game too seriously. I'm I'm JB. I'm with Phil. Hello, JB. And, well, we've got no Tim, because he has just landed from... Where has he been? Montenegro? Uh, Croatia and Montenegro. Something like that. So, he can't be with us today. As such, what we're going to do is a tiny little podcast uh, about the games upcoming, a little bit about our new partner, Statbacker, which is all very exciting. And we're also going to look a little bit at the Premiership table and how we think it's going to pan out. Oh, that's what we should do. We should tell you where to find us on social media, which, of course, is at... <laughs> we, we are at Rugby Podcast at rugby on Twitter. Wow, I'm such a pro. Uh, <laughs> or you can find me at Jay Beardmore. There's Tim at Cocker. There's all sorts of ways to get in contact and interact with us and all the rest of it. And also, leave an iTunes re- review. At this point, Tim would usually leave an iTunes review. Yes. But Tim's not here. So... We can assume someone's left a really good review. Thank you for doing that, and I hope we get many, many more in the future. Right, let's take a real sharp turn here and talk about Cornerstone, of course. The sponsor which has helped us so much throughout the entire, well, the entire off-season, actually. They pretty much single-handedly built this entire studio. They are, of course our sponsor, and they deliver razors direct to your door. Go on the website, sign up for as little as £4 a month, and you get high-quality, precision, German-engineered razors on a beautifully handcrafted shaft. My shaft proudly exclaims JB on it. But you can have whatever initials that you want. Literally anything. I think someone's got egg once. Yes, we've, we've had an egg. There's a few people who've uh, taken pictures and shown us their shafts. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so show us your shaft. 
by going onto Cornerstone using our code, which is... Egg 10. Egg 10, thank you. I've just been reading another code for a different podcast, <laughs> so my mind is fried. And if you can't be bothered doing that, just go to checkout and uh, use Egg 10. Ah, that's what it is. Forward slash Egg Chasers. <laughs> egg 10 at checkout. That's it, GB. Oh, oh wow. <laughs> We're on fire. Thank you for supporting this low-quality podcast. <laughs> okay, matey, let's get into this. It is... On the verge, on the verge of a new season. It feels like Christmas. Uh, I've been roasting chestnuts today. I've been spraying. Have, have you? <laughs> yeah, I've been spraying wow. um, pine-scented air freshener everywhere. I'm I'm very excited. I'm very excited. It is. It's tremendously exciting. And it has been, I don't know, it's felt like there's been an absence of rugby. And then we slowly started to get back into it the last few weeks. We've got the rugby championship, which has been going on, which we'll talk about more in the main pod. We've got yep. the uh, the top 14, which we probably won't talk too much about in the main pod. No, we won't. But next week, it gets serious. Aviva Premiership is back. Oh, Pro 12 God. is back. I, I mean... I probably say this. I probably said this three times because we've been going for three or four, three years now. Or well, this will be our fourth season, right? Yeah. Uh, so I've probably said this four times. I am incredibly excited. I'm probably the most excited I've ever been for a season. <laughs> ever been? Yeah. It's going to be super competitive. Yeah. And I, I think that's what sets the Aviva apart from everything else. Is it is the sheer unpredictability of the league and great job everyone's done making it such a competitive spectacle. It, it really is. Other than Saracens at the top. It's so difficult to predict virtually every other position. Mm. I mean, the bottom three do stand out a little bit, but they're from from ninth through to to second. Yeah, uh, you could almost put it in any order, and you've got a chance of being correct. Yeah, yeah, and it's going to be nice, and it not to have to scratch around for your rugby fix. I mean, I've watched all sorts of yeah. nonsense. I even watched Curry Cup. <laughs> did you? Yeah, I did. <laughs> very, very briefly watched Curry Cup. It was all right. I watched some MP. Well, it's not called NPC anymore, is it? It's called something else. Uh, the New Zealand one. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Is it the Mitre? Yeah. Mitre yeah. Cup. So there you go. All right. What's our first game this weekend? Well, before we actually get into the games, okay. let's just mention Statbacker. Now, you mentioned it at ah, the, okay. the head of the podcast. Now, Statbacker.com is a, an excellent website. I mentioned it a couple of times last year, but we actually organized something with them. We teamed up with them for a. It's a weekly paid fantasy rugby website. Mm. So there's no commitments, no contracts. You don't have to join in for the whole season. You can dip in and out whenever you want. And we're in September, Egg Chasing and Statbackers are going to be covering the Aviva Premiership rounds for yeah. the first five rounds. So all you have to do, you go on there, sign up. In signing up, you'll get 15% off at hugerugby.com, okay. which is worth signing up anyway. Mm-hmm. If you put £10 into your account, you'll get an extra £5 free, although there are, there's some terms and conditions to apply to that, but you'll get an extra bit of credit. And then you literally put your money where your mouth is. Not literally. No, no, not, li- that'd not be, literally. That'd be stupid. But you put your money where your mouth is on stats. So you pick eight players each week mm-hmm. who you think are going to top the stats in your Viva Premiership, and the first week is meters made. So when we're discussing these premiership games, we're going to have one eye on who we think might do very well in these metered-made stats. So this egg chasers league, all you do, statbacker.com, sign up, register, put some credit into your account. Am I playing this? Um, you can play it if you want to. I okay. will I will be playing this. You've signed up, have you? Definitely. Yeah, Righto. I've signed up and I will be playing this. Uh, so hope. You'll be cleaning up. Is uh, there any point anyone else playing? <laughs> Is there any point in me playing you? Yes, because... 
So it's a, it's paid and it's a split. It's a proportional split. So first person gets the biggest share, second person gets the second largest share, third person gets the third largest share. Ooh, interesting. So even if you don't win, you can still uh, make a nice little bit of money, which you intend to do, right? Uh, you intend to you set this up at the expense of everyone else. <laughs> not not at all. I, I entered about maybe five or six. Hang on, you've got you've got a rugby top by winning one of these leagues. I have. I was just going to say I've. Entered five or six last year. I actually won my beloved Canes top I'm by for, winning one, but I also uh, lost a fair few as well. I, I'm for, I'm phenomenally uncomfortable with this concept. <laughs> Why don't we just write you some checks? All right. Well, we'll we'll see. We'll see what we'll see what we can do. I might have a word with the Stackbacker boys just to make sure that I don't. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure I won't just win. Uh, okay, interesting. Well, I mean, that's if you were cheating, that's exactly what you would say, isn't it? Yes, I, I definitely won't be cheating. That's that's one thing. This is not just a way of me funneling money. Okay, brilliant. Uh, so straight as your Cayman Island account. <laughs> okay, so when we talk about the games, and we're going to talk about it with one eye on the uh, on the game and another with a bit more analysis. Yes. Who have we got then? Talk to me. Well, did you see any of the pre-season fixtures this weekend? Well, I'm glad you asked, Phil. Uh, I did see one of them. I saw Ulster Northampton. Ulster Northampton. And anything in particular stand out? Uh, Charles Charles Piertel. Yes. Amazing that he's gone through all this effort to play in a warm-up game. He's not leaving wasps. <laughs> I was going to bring that. I was going to bring that point up because you repeatedly last last season guaranteed that he would not. He's not leaving wasps. I can't say it. I can't, I can't say it myself. <laughs> He looks. He looked fairly handy, didn't My he? My word, did he look good? The um, the break and the offload for the Jacob Stock, Stockdale try, which is the one that's been shared by everyone, mm-hmm. was just unbelievable. Truly exceptional, wasn't it? Oh, it, it was brilliant. It was. Up, I mean, I like the like the like the juggling bit, but the offload was it? Like offloads are funny, right? Because so many of them are so bad. But I do think if you're going to offload, try and get some height on the ball because yeah, that but- way you. You buy time for your oncoming players. Yeah, as yeah. an offloading master myself, I mean that's <laughs> that's well, your one key tip. <laughs> yeah, There's nothing worse than watching an offload and someone just throws it at the floor directly yeah. at the floor, bounces down at yeah. someone's toes. It was a very nifty piece of skill, and it looked like a strong Northampton team. It, that was probably what surprised me most. So Ulster won twenty nine nineteen, but we're winning twenty nine five. I think it was until the last twenty minutes, and it, it was a mixed Ulster side, but it was what looked like virtually a full-strength Northampton side. So that's, well, very, very impressive or a little bit ominous, perhaps, for a... Yeah, it's hard to say. It's really hard to say, because even with full-strength teams out, you often find these weird results in pre-season. Yeah. Like, are they... Do we know what game plan they're going for? Are they yeah. going for a full hit-out? Are they trying to do something in particular? Yeah. You don't know. You, no. you simply don't know. You just don't know. And I, I think it is very difficult to read into it. Any of you, but I'll just run through some of the other results. Yes, please. So, all Premiership clubs were in action apart from Quinns and Sale. I can't find anything from from those two. But Gloucester beat Glasgow thirty three nineteen. Munster hammered Worcester fifty two twenty one. Ulster obviously beat Saints twenty nine nineteen. Leinster lost at home to Bath thirty nine nineteen. Which is an interesting one. Very Isn't interesting it? one. Saracens had a walk in the park. Uh, Literally or. And uh, well, I'm not sure where they were playing. They might have been playing at a park. Yeah. But they, they they played London Scottish and won 73. Oh, they might have been playing in a park. Yeah, I'm it's... not. I'm not actually sure where the game was. Mm. Then Bristol lost by ten points, nine nineteen to Wasps. 
Uh, mm, okay. So again, hard to hard to know what to take of that. Yeah. Leicester, <laughs> Leicester were in an eighty-point thriller and came out victors 42-38 against the Ospreys. What? God knows what was happening in that game. Pro 12 rules. I mean, sorry, <laughs> Super Rugby rules. Super Rugby rules, yeah. Yeah, uh, with, yeah with Major there, <laughs> maybe it was. Okay. Um, Exeter relatively comfortably beat the Dragons 32-16, and Newcastle edged it away at Edinburgh 26-21. Oh, okay. That's quite interesting. So, the only... The only Premiership team to lose against a Pro 12 team was Worcester, who were hammered by Munster. What was the score on that again? Because it sounded big. 52-21 to Munster. Yeah, yeah again, hot. It's, it's it, it is. Hard, isn't it? It's been, okay. So, really, when we are predicting, predicting the scores for this weekend, all we can go on is basically what we've said about the team in prior podcasts, in the review podcasts, yeah. and kind of go from there. Yeah. All right. So do we have a Friday night game? We do. We have two Friday night games in the Viva Premiership. Presume that the Gloucester-Leicester game is the BT Sport game. Oh, I hope so. Because the other game is Newcastle-Sale Sharks, and I can't imagine that Oh, yeah. So Sale are only on TV tonight four times this year. Oh, really? Yeah. It really, really annoys me. Because they're going to be good. They're going to be very good this year. Are they a Sale away? Sale are away. Okay. No, they won't be covering that. So BT Sport will be doing the Gloucester versus Leicester one. That's going to be a very tasty game. Yes. It, it really will be a, a tasty game. So Leicester, you'd favour the stronger team, but travelling to Gloucester um, yeah. is going to be tough. It's going to be tough. Um, this is a strange time of year as well, where everyone's feeling very confident about their chances. They've Virtu- gone- yeah, virtually everyone's fit. Virtually yep. everyone's fresh. No niggles. They've had good pre-season. The grounds are firm. Nice conditions. I was talking to Steve Vaughan, Gloucester CEO, Gloucester CEO. For- Rugby Dungeon, and a couple of things that you should know about Gloucester. They are spending the maximum that they can spend on the salary cap. Really? Yes, they are. But they're not spending the maximum amount that they could. Does that make sense? Through the marquee players or through yeah. the, and so, through the Yeah, so they're credits. spending as much as they can spend, uh, but they have left a small amount for injury cover. Ah. So that, that's how they do it. So, yeah, we criticised them for no new signings. But from sounds things, they're very excited about the academy, and actually they're very excited about bedding in for an extra year. Yeah. So, with all that in mind, and it being the shed, I I think Leicester will win this, but I don't think it's going to be straightforward. Far mm. from far from it. And I tell you the other thing about Gloucester, which I kind of think I, I've got to be careful careful how I phrase this. I don't rate their halfbacks, Laidlaw and Hook. Yeah. So Laidlaw. Good kicker. Yeah. But sometimes being a good kicker or being in the team because you're a good kicker sort of detracts from your actual role of being a good scrum half. Yeah. So you saw Dan Robson, who was a tremendous talent, gone to Waspston, great. Yeah. Couldn't get in the team because Laidlaw was kicking. And actually, who would you rather have? It's not as straightforward as saying Laidlaw. No, it's not. And you're right, they're two very, very different kind of players. Yeah. So you've got Laidlaw, who, I mean, for a long period of his career, was considered as a 10. Yeah. And, and nine, and he's club captain and all the rest of it. And there's James Hook. Now, James Hook is labelled as talented. He is undoubtedly talented. But when's the last time James Hook actually lived up to that star billing? He seems to intermittently. I remember a couple of games, I'm thinking maybe the Quinns game, the high-scoring Quinns game last year. Yeah, and he kicked the penalty against Saracens to win Saracens, a game. Saracens, yeah. You know, so... 
between those two things, that's what doesn't give me a lot of hope for yeah. Gloucester. I think they'll win some games because that's what James Hawk does. But then others, they'll lose just games they should have easily have won for a club of that, club of that stature. Yes. So that's my worry. I don't think they're going to have much change out of Leicester. Leicester feel ominously powerful. They do. Uh, their backs have got even more powerful, um, even more strength in depth. Uh, and having bringing World Cup winner like JP Peterson and having um, Manu back fit, obviously Matamu won't be there quite yet, but they've still got a lot of firepower. Yeah. Up front as well. They're very strong. Let's just talk about a quick thing you said there. JP Peterson. Yes. Again, not a guy who I have said is particularly high regarded in my view. Again, he's name and doesn't do a tremendous amount but here's the important question will he be known as world cup winner jp peterson is that his most famous thing is that well that's how you always refer to him you always refer to him as jp world cup winner (laughs) jp peterson i do uh, for when he plays against dan carter's racing metro yeah i think it's just important to to remember that fact Uh, yes but I, i do i say that because i'm probably like you I'm consistently underwhelmed by him. I yeah, think, I think he's a, he's a very he's a big bloke and he's reasonably quick. Not out and out gas like Habana, say, mm. or Habana in his prime. But he's he's a solid all round player, and he he will. It'll be interesting to see how he goes. It, it really will be because he'll be on the end of the guys inside him. There's some very talented guys inside him. Yeah, so he'll be on the end of quite a few tries. Yeah. Oh, um, Leicester. Stole a biscuit from McDonald's. <laughs> from a McDonald's, a cookie yeah. from a McDonald's. All sorts of bad culture going on there. Uh, give me a 40-point loss for stealing cookies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a Leicester win, but narrowly, I'd say. And anyone we, you think we should look at for the Meters Made, the StatBacker.com okay. Meters Made Egg Chaser Challenge? Uh, what do I think for Meters Made in this game? Give me t- a Vianu. Vianu. Toulouse Vianu. Uh, yes, me too, me too. I can tell you last season he made the third most metres in the Premiership. Who do you think will start at eight? Because that's always a good way to rack up some metres. It is. So I've got, Statbacker very kindly given me some information on this. Performers last season. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Uh, and it's it's interesting to see that full-back wingers and then back rowers are the best, the guys to go for. So who will start at eight for, for uh, well, Leicester? I've got a petty for Nilla. They've tried McCaffrey there. Yeah. Am I missing someone, though? Did they bring anyone in? Jordan Crane's gone. Yeah. Lawrence Pierce has gone, who was uh, an eight option that they had. So, I mean, out of those two, it doesn't fill me with confidence. Uh, I'm sure a petty fluid can run over a, a couple of people. But Lachlan McCaffrey isn't a thoroughbred eight by any stretch. No. And they, they brought in this Welsh lad. We mentioned it on our um, Leicester Roundup. Yes. Welsh, Welsh back row from Ajan. But. They're eights. They seem to be a, a little bit light on the ground in terms of eight. Mm, yeah. um, and we, we also highlighted in that you can see in their forward pack all of their money is spent on their front row. Yes. All of it. Um, they've got right. six international front rowers and then from, well, the second row and back row, they've only got Tom Croft and uh, recently called up uh, Mike Williams, who's not obviously not capped yet. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a tricky one. I'm not sure. A petty for doesn't strike me as a guy who's going to get through a lot of work. So maybe I'd skip the eights for for Leicester. Give me a score. Oh, Leicester by Leicester by seven. Yeah, Leicester. I'd go with that. I think it's going to be quite close because everyone's going to be fired up. 
be very intense. Nice dry pitch, though. Maybe maybe Leicester by more. Give me Leicester by three scores. Leicester by three scores. Wow. Away from home. Yeah, yeah, I, th- I think so. Next game. Next game. Well, the Newcastle Sale game also on the Friday night. Sale. Sale by a substantial margin. Give it me three scores again. Wow. I think they're going to absolutely pound them. Wow. That, I, th- I think it'll be closer than that. So, Newcastle have got Sonotti Sonotti back in, okay. fit and firing. They've got Mike Delaney back, fit and firing. Uh, what does that mean? Yeah. I'm still holding out hope that I mean, Mike Delaney's the saviour. Why would they not go with Catrick? I mean, he had a lovely run of form. He's a good ball player. He did. A couple of years ago, he had a very good run of form. They've also got Goniver, who's come in. Mm-hmm. But I think Sale will win. I think yeah. Sale will be stronger throughout the season. But you build a house from the from the bottom up. <laughs> Bringing in two fantastic wingers, which Sonotti, Sonotti and Goniver undoubtedly are, yeah. doesn't sound, sound to me like the best idea. Yes. Yeah. And Sale are the complete opposite. They have they have got their foundations rock solid. It's a damn good pack. Uh, I'll tell you something else. Two interesting things about Sale. Apparently, McGinty looks class in training. Good. I've got this f- first hand. And something which is second hand, or I've seen it, I should say, Dan Mugford looks stacked. Is that the 10? Yeah. Not- Does it come from Nottingham? He's a, I mean, I say look stacked. He's a big square boy. <laughs> okay. So, uh, yeah. So you do, got- do with that information whatever you want. Well, um... Adrian McGinn, he was one of the best tacklers in the Pro 12 last year, uh, wasn't he? Yeah, who has been talking about his tackling recently? I've read a, an article about it. I think it, someone, someone sent us, when we were discussing his move, someone sent us uh, an article on him where Jack Lamb was basically explaining the situation. Because they've already... Pat Lamb. Yeah, sorry, Pat yeah. Lamb, not Jack Lamb. Not the uh, Bristol back row and captain. Um, the Connor, Connor yes. coach. Slightly different. Slightly uh, similar. Um yeah, he was explaining the situation that they'd already signed um, the boy from the Lions, the reserve fly half from the Lions. Bosh off. Bosh off. So they'd taken up their quota of foreign players in that position. Mm-hmm. And then they got um, AJ McGinty's injury cover uh, after the World Cup. So they only came into the Connacht team uh, very late. Amazing, isn't it? And so they didn't, they didn't realise how good he was going to actually turn out to be. Absolutely incredible. But sales gain. And I tell you what, it's... Definitely. Ominous, isn't it, that Sale have got a very good defensive fly half. So what is already a good defence? Yeah, Mike Forshaw's done a very good job there. But you would say maybe, maybe the weakness was that fly half channel. No longer, definitely not. Definitely not. There's no weakness there defensively. Uh, so that, that, that's interesting. So I think Sale will go well, and I think they'll give uh, give the boys in Newcastle a bit of a hiding. I think Sale again, probably by one one score, three scores. Um, and also, it, there's a few few potential boys to keep an eye on um, in in this for the stat backer. Right. Okay. So let me clarify this: Do, Is it one player per game or something? No. You can have you could have all your players from sale if you want. There's, there's no there's no salary caps, no limits. Uh-huh. Um, you can pick whoever you want basically. Right. You got eight players to pick, and one of them you have to make captain, who who will be doubled. And you just pick the guys who are going to run for the most yards. Mm-hmm. So this game, which will be relatively open and on a, a plastic pitch, is probably not a bad one to pick. So the two fullbacks, Simon the Hammer Hammersley and Mike Haley, who mm-hmm. was made the fourth most meters in the Premiership last year, yeah, good point, um, are good guys to look at. Um, will Addison and obviously the the two 
um, Sonotti, Sonotti and Nicky Gonover. Um, and then probably, who's maybe not on the radar, but um, Josh Beaumont, if he's fit. He's yeah, a range of running eight. He might be a bit of a differential. So there's a few players to look at there, I think. Mike Haley, certainly. That's a very Mike, good shot. Yeah. I mean, again, Sale are on our doorstep, and I'm still overlooking this guy, just because Sale do get overlooked. Mike Haley, very Ma- good shot. Yeah, Mike Haley's quality. Okay, next next game? Next game, we have the earlier kickoff, Saris, sorry, the earlier kickoff on Saturday, again on a plastic pitch. And definitely one to look at for me as made is Saracens hosting Worcester. I've just had a horrible thought. I have to watch all these games on record because I'm in the bloody Lake District. <laughs> oh no, my life! Oh Jay, oh JV. can you not sneak a phone? Uh, where, where? Oh, it's on BT Sport app. BT Sport app. Oh, yeah. Okay, thank God. Oh, oh. <laughs> How could I live tweet it if I hadn't got the game? <laughs> I will be doing not much else other than watching these games next weekend. Right, sorry, re- repeat that game. Saracens host Worcester, 2pm two, <laughs> 2 kickoff. Plastic pitch, dry conditions. Saracens who had... Um, they had Alex Good, who was the second most metres made in the Premiership last season, behind Chris Pennell, who was the first most metres made. Is that right? But uh, Pennell obviously played more games. So Good was he made the most meters. Good is outstanding. Most meters per match last year. So those two are two boys to have a look at in terms of meters made. Yes, Good. I know. I, I keep saying it. He is outstanding. Absolutely outstanding. Definitely pick him if and if good. Also worth a look. Billy Vanapola. Yes, he's, as always. But anyway, this is going to be an interesting game. I don't think Worcester are going to be bad by any stretch. I nope. think they'll be very competitive this, this year. However, this is Saracens. Uh, now, we've had kind of peak tail. I don't think we have quite had peak tail yet because nobody's seen him play. <laughs> you know, he's been play, playing at Leinster. He's over here now. He didn't play a single second for England. Yeah. And now, everyone's expecting Ben Teo to stress out onto the pitch for the Premiership and light it up. Not against Saracens. Yeah. So, I bet he gets a hat-trick now. <laughs> uh, I would put money on him not getting a hat-trick. i put money on Worcester as a whole not scoring three tries. From a start-backer point of view, how good would he be, Tail, as your metre-maker? Um, not great. Because everything goes through him. There's... He receives a lot of ball, and that's what he's there to do. But he makes the hard yards. He's making yards in heavy traffic. I mean, you look at Jamie Roberts. Perfect. Who, I, who I, does I, the I... same role, and he makes three metres per carry. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. So, well, let, let's just have a bit of fun with this. How many <laughs> metres per carry do we think Teo... If, if Jamie Roberts is uh, three three metres per carry, what is Teo going to be? Uh, More athletic, you'd say. Faster. Yeah. Lighter. In a worse team. Uh, not, I don't think he's that much lighter. He's, he's quite, a, quite a big boy. Yeah, Jamie Roberts is six foot four. Yeah. He's a monster. Yeah, and he's 110 kg, which Teo isn't. But yeah. he's not that much lighter. Um, I think they'd be very similar. I think the, the difference would be uh, Quinns are probably slightly better than Worcester, so we'll be making on on whole they'll have more opportunities and more meters. So I think 
I think Jamie Roberts will outstrip. Jamie Roberts will be three. Tay will be two point right. nine. Here's what average I'm do. for the season. I, I need to fill up this room with more gimmicks. So on that wall, I'm gonna have Tao versus Roberts this year, <laughs> and the meter, yeah. meter tracker, the average meters made throughout yeah. the season. Yeah, I'll, I'll I'll happily uh, record that every single week. I actually, I once, I went back looking about the last two years worth of games. I might even have it on this laptop. You loser! Uh, right, a, a Jamie Roberts's average meters made. <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay. And, fine. And there was he was he was averaging like two point eight or two point nine, and then this it was the period when he was just finishing two seasons ago in France. Mm-hmm. The last like six games of the season, he averaged like nine or ten. It was like it was April May time. There was free flowing rugby, and it just completely ruined all of his averages. Idiot. Or improved all of his averages, depending on how you look at it. Here we go. Jamie Roberts meters made. Where's my Jamie Roberts meters made spreadsheet? That's insane that you have one of them. <laughs> what what an idiot we've said Worcester are going to get hammered yeah yes. do you think it's going to be hiding uh, or do you think it's th- just going to be controlled destruction it'll be a bonus point win for Saracens okay fine. take of that what you will game four game four uh, Saturday this will be a good game Saturday 3.30 is Northampton Bath <laughs> wow okay no. well let's not get too excited about Bath yet because new coaching team all the rest of it I don't think they're going to be playing that well they'll have a, a ton of enthusiasm the camp sounds like it's nicer for not having Mike Ford there by all accounts and there might be some sort of bounce back as they all try and impress the coaches yeah. but the coaches are going to be using last year's systems last year Hey there it's Michelle Norris I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen when I travel I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home and one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain and Airbnb allows me to do that when I was in California recently I rented a house that had a great kitchen and when we were sitting around the table we we're all thinking we're in someone else's house someone could be in all of our homes as well if you have a home but you're not always at home you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Thing in this slowly tune them up from what I understand. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. It's an interesting one, isn't it? It is it is okay. interesting. Let's look at let's look let's do it the other way around. Let's look at Northampton. These boys are monsters. Yes. I mean just in terms of talent alone, they might be even more talented than say Saracens. No, they are more talented than Saracens. In terms of international names they can get them right across the board. Almost 1 to 15, they can have international players. They, yeah, players don't get any bigger in stature than Louis Pickamall's George North, Dylan Hartley. Yeah, the current England captain, Dylan it's, Hartley. Yeah, it's mad. Um, so, because they're such a massive physical pack, and they are huge, and they're nice and settled, I think they'll ru- uh, uh, run the rule over Bath, and I think they'll start to pull away. About minute 60, you'll start to see them open up and I don't think Bath will have what it takes to beat them if Bath score or when they score I suspect it'll be one of two things it'll be something like a driving mall or something or it's going to be one of those just individual bits of brilliance from one of their many many talented players yeah so yeah in terms of oh in terms of size and overall depth and pack 
Northampton are second to no one. Very interesting. Northampton, I think, will go very well this season. Bath are just... They're a bit of an unknown quantity because we know they've got a lot of talented players. We didn't see anywhere near their best last year. Yeah. And then they've got this new coaching structure and we just don't know how it's all going to gel. They could either go brilliantly or right from day one they could get a hide in and it could be a long tough season for them I don't think they're winning this one that's no that's for sure no I don't think they're winning this are they at the gardens or are they at the wreck at the gardens no they're not winning this one yeah yeah I think they'll slowly get better that's the problem with this league there isn't really an easy game you can't think oh yeah you know if only we had oh, a nice rest week yeah you've got to be on your game from the start yeah and yeah, unless there's some sort of weird bounce back or you know one of the, do one of those games where everything just falls your your way and you've got the momentum on your side and defence is good that kind of game that's the only yeah. way that they even come close to Northampton Northampton by two scores I think Northampton by one score I also think there's well there's one of the matchups of the the year is going to be the t- the two number eights the two big new signings Louis Pickamores versus Toby Falatau oh wow yeah. Yeah, do you know, when you start talking about the actual players Bath have, yeah. <laughs> it does start to get a bit more tricky as to who's... Now, here's another reason that I think Bath are going to struggle mightily early on. They don't have Lowe. Yes. And he is incredibly important to everything that they do. So... Did you see who got named as Bath captain this week? Yeah, Mercer. Yeah. Well, I don't really understand it. I've never seen him play for Bath. I've seen him play for well, I have. Yeah. But, you know, a bit of a throwaway comment, but... Yeah, he's not. Well, he's not who I'd have thought, unless he organises the socials and stuff. Yeah, maybe. Maybe it is the club captain. Because Hooper was club captain, but didn't always start. Yeah, true. Towards the end. Maybe they're doing the same sort of thing. Have you seen the gif, if that's how you say it, of Hooper and Mercer shaking hands? No. Or not shaking hands? No, I've not seen it. Is it one of those awkward hands? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Mercer goes in for the handshake and Hooper just turns away. Is there anything worse than a. Either a failed handshake, where you don't quite get uh, like thumb to thumb, yep. and you kind uh, of end up cl- clenching someone's fingers, uh, like squeezing the fingers, or when someone has a real limp, wet. Well, handshake. I was dealing with a company director the other day who works in a very manly industry. So I went in for the crushing handshake, which <laughs> yeah, you know, I've actually got a, a, a patent on. And <laughs> I went in for it, and he just it was the lamest, weakest thing. Uh, uh, so I thought, that, that must be a one-off. No, so you've changed his hand three times now, and I've noted it. Every time, it's weaker and weaker and weaker. Getting weaker. Yeah, it's really weird. He's a big guy as well. Oh, Very strange. I'll give you one more handshake anecdote <laughs> before we move on. Just one more. Just one more. Oh, go on then, as you've asked. <laughs> when we were in school, on two separate occasions, the headmaster made every boy... In, in the school, line up and shake his hand on the way out of assembly to make sure we got it right. Wow. Yeah, that's eye contact, solid grip. Did you go to like go. a finishing school? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was just before my uh, debut. <laughs> As a de- debutant. It's a, an important life skill. It, yeah, it's, it's absolutely vital. Yeah. That and knowing how to scrimmage. <laughs> Two very important life skills. And tying your own bow tie. And I can't do that. Can you not? No, no oh, idea. I have no respect for anyone who doesn't tie their own bow tie. Ooh, no, I, I'm, I'm sorry, I Jay. Clip on. I, th- oh, I thought you'd be. Uh, I thought you'd love it. I, I have thought of buying a bow tie yeah. and learning. It's just, it seems unnecessary. Mm, no, very necessary skill. Right, so. Oh, we were talking about the matchup, the Pickamalls versus Falatau matchup. 
who are both they should both be considered for the meters made definitely yeah so pickamoles versus falatile hmm that's really interesting okay i think falatile make more meat sorry pickamoles make more meters i think falatile will do more work yeah it depends how they're operated because you see some eights dropping deep to return the kick mm. um which both of them can do, but Falatau, just in terms of his tackles and his rooks hit, um, and his his carries in, I'll say in hard else conditions. Well, and this might be a weird thing to say. Who knows if Pickamoles will even start? Well, he played this this weekend, didn't he? Did he start? I think he did start. Because the only reason I say that is being in the pack is fairly complex. Your lineup calls, yeah. you've got various defensive calls, all the rest of it, and he's not particularly comfortable with English yeah. and. He's a relatively new addition. He didn't he didn't land until uh, into Northampton until maybe what four or five weeks ago. Yeah, yeah. So they might decide to put him on the bench and ease him into and, it. Yeah. Well, it's a very good point actually. So the teams are announced on, I think the Thursday, on the Thursday the, the Friday game teams are announced, and on the Friday the rest of the teams are announced. So sign up for your start backer now uh, this week. You might be better to wait for some of the team announcements to see exactly who's going to be playing. Yes, that's very, very sage advice, that, Phil. Indeed. Game? Um, next game is... I'm opening about five different windows at the moment. Um, Quinn's Bristol. Quinn's host Bristol. Weirdly, this would be one of the teams that Bristol could beat. Okay. I think this stacks up well for them. Okay. Quinn's. Good going forward, can beat anyone on their day. Not good on D at all. In fact, they're so bad on their day, I think, uh, if you listen to Rugby Dungeon, Joe Moller describes them as shithouses, <laughs> which is interesting. Uh, but they, and they've also appointed Nick Easter to do the defence. Yeah. Now, I like the continuity which they've got. They've, yeah. They've got rid of um, Conor O'Shea, and they're basically promoted from within. John Kingston's very highly thought of, but it is a different role. So it'll be interesting to see if Actually, what Quinn's needed is a complete overhaul yeah. to improve that D, or this continuity will work. Yeah, I tend well, to prefer continuity, but we'll see. The other side of it, um, they have brought someone new in to strengthen one of their weak points last year. Mm. They brought in Graham Roundtree, haven't they, as a, as a scrummaging coach? Have forward. they? Yeah. So it'd be very interesting to see how how he goes and what he makes of like a young. Young prop like Kyle Sinclair, mm-hmm. he's already got the old head of Adam Jones alongside him, but having that other experience directly coaching him, it'd be very interesting to see how how that goes. Yeah, that yeah. So I of the last coaching group, Roundtree got a lot of stick, especially after the Australia game. Yeah, a lot of stick. Yeah, but prior to that, people forget he was by far the most highly regarded coach, Lion, by the, by Lion the scrummaging coach. Yeah. yeah, very highly regarded. So that's a, that's a nice appointment. Yeah, well, it could be, or could, but like you say, against Australia, um, he he and England were very heavily criticised in the World Cup. Yeah, yeah, so, agreed. Um, so that game, I, I'm going for a Harlequins win. I'm going to say, is it at Harlequins? It is. Uh, that makes it. See, Bristol do have a meaty pack. Yeah, they have good players, but the danger is how these players been for too long on coast mode. And now they're going to come to the big boys league and get in absolute hiding. Yeah. Because they're not prepared. I'm going to stick my neck out. I think there might be a Bristol win here. Wow. Yeah, I do. Because, I mean, let, let, let me just justify that some more. Yeah, I think their pack's decent. 
and they might just be able to. They might just match up well against Harlequins. Yeah. They're not going to be be overpowered. They might get outscored through the backs, but there again, their backs are no are no joke either. No. And if they're, I tell you what, if they're starting that lad, Hurl. The inside centre from Doncaster. Yeah. Now, if you don't know about this lad, just have a look at some of his performances. Yeah. He runs like a, like a steam train. Um, well, his try that arguably got him signed by Bristol against them in the final. I've changed great, my mind. Great example. Sorry, I've changed my mind. Um, Harlequins are going to win this. And I'll tell you why <laughs> they're going to win it. They're going to win it because you just said, Hurl, in the championship, in the final, when they should be G'd up, ran through their defence on his own. He did. And for that, that's inexcusable. <laughs> no, I, I've built up... No, no, Harlequins are definitely going to win it. Definitely going to win it. No. I've changed my mind completely. I also think Harlequins will win. I think it'll be... A, when the Harlequins have got all their England players fighting fit, which they will have for this, they are a formidable force. So give me Harlequins. And also have a look at Harlequins' uh, back three. Visser, Yard, Mike Brown were all in the top lot. Oh. They were all in the top 15 of... Meters made per match. Stoutbacker, Tim Visser. Tim Absolutely. Visser. I can tell you, Tim Visser last season averaged 63.3 meters per match. Well, there you go. Which put him 13th on the, the overall premiership. Oh, that's not as high as I thought. Um, Marlon Yard was 9th with 69. Mike Brown was 8th with 72 meters per match. Oh, there you go. I don't know anything. Uh, well, no, they're all, they're all very good. There's, there's not a huge amount between the, the three of them. Um, and it, it is. Worth pointing out that um, Visser played significantly fewer games than the other two as well, through injury and international call-ups and all that. Obviously, yeah, yeah. They, they were all affected by international call-ups. So Harlequins one score. Yeah, give me Harlequins probably by a couple, and then Sunday, uh, three p.m. It will be on BT Sport. Yes, I'll be, I'll be back to watch this live. Possibly the best game of the weekend. We saw it a couple of times last year. Go on, including in the. Go uh, on. Heineken Cup or European Challenge Cup. Wasps host Exeter. Yes. Wasps to get their first loss early. Wow. Wasps at home. Uh, I have... The more I think about Wasps, the more I'm down on them. And I'll give you another prediction. Dai Young, the coach in the league with the most pressure on his shoulders. He has spent big, hasn't he? Spent big. And some might say not too wisely. Now, we could be... This could go one of two ways. They're going to either be second by Christmas behind Saracens. Yeah. No one's going to be first. No one's going to beat, beat Saracens. Or um, they're going to be something like sixth. Yeah. That, that's how... There isn't anything in, in between. If it works, my God, we're in for some great rugby. Yeah. But if it doesn't, ugh, just so many lighter guys in that team. Still not a big dominant pack, but hmm, will it be enough? I don't think they can turn over all the teams as consistently as they'd like to, but they'll have a couple of big headline wins. Yeah. Yeah, I I would agree with that. Um, uh, uh, the one thing Wasps might be able to do, though, is be very effective in tournaments. Do you know when it's like a one-off, one-off game? game? Yeah. yeah. I think they're not, built for, they're not built for the league. If they get into the top four, they've got every chance of winning it, but I don't think in the league structure they're going to finish that high. I think... If, Somewhere between second and six. That's not really a bit much, much of a prediction, <laughs> is it? I'll say in the league we're going to finish about fourth, maybe. No, I actually have Wasps down as not not making the top four this year. Is that right? Yeah, I think I think their, their pack is decent without being outstanding. Their backs are potentially brilliant, but 
will also have frequent off days uh, and the defensively potentially frail. So, yeah. And the other thing as well is they're playing Exeter. Yes. Exeter. Wasps have basically ripped it up and this Wasps team bears no resemblance to Wasps team of, say, three years ago, four years ago. Agreed? Yes. Every Exeter team looks like the one before it, but slightly improved. Yes. They're fine. It's a fine yeah. tuning, isn't it? You know when the Exeter team shows up from last year, it's going to be the same as last year's, but a bit better because they're planned yeah. for it and it's ready to go. And that's why I think they will finish higher than Wasps. I'm going to have to redo my table now. This is the problem. You keep <laughs> keep talking myself around how good and how bad the teams are. It's a sign of just how competitive the league is. It's so difficult. And wh- whatever we nail now, we could talk about it for hours, whatever we nail now, the table won't actually look like that other than Saracens are going to win the thing. Yeah. Uh, Exeter will beat Wasps. <clears throat> I think they might as well. Exeter will go away and and win. Yeah, they're just too powerful. Yeah, yeah. give me Exeter. And I think looking at the um, the players for the stat backer, um, Waldron, Waldron and Nathan Hughes, two of the top, two of the top. Oh God, Nathan Hughes. Yeah, top meters made from from the back row. How about also Wade? Well, Wade I mean, is, is down there. He's not. He's nineteenth. Him and Frank Kalai are nineteenth and twentieth overall, averaging fifty five meters per match, which is still very good. Mm-hmm. But not as good. Jack Knoll, for example, is sixty-five meters per match. Right. Yeah. You. Huh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, I go for Waldron. I go for Wade because I don't really know how to play this game. I just pick by the big names. <clears throat> big names. Money plays. Exactly right. I'm, I'm not into these stats. <laughs> and is that all the Premiership games done? That is all the Premiership games. Should we quickly run through the Pro Twelve? Uh, take your time, Phil. It's up to you. However quickly <laughs> you want to do it, mate. Okay. Friday night, we've got. Leinster hosting Benetton Treviso. Right. <laughs> it's so hard, isn't it? It's so hard to get excited. I was like, go on, give me a good one. Give me like Scarlet. And the thing is as well, here's the other thing. All the good games are saved for Christmas. So you oh. have to get the dross out of the way because they have all the good games in one period. So Friday night, it does feel like it's a little one-sided. So Leinster host and will beat Benetton Treviso. Okay, so one of, the, one of Europe's premier rugby organisations with three Heineken Cups to their name, um, always in the final, always doing well against who? Nobody's. <laughs> Basically. That, oh, I can't wait to it. watch this. It's going to be wonderful. Um, then, then, so the, the Friday night games are one-sided. Ospreys host Zeb- Zebra Zebra <laughs> uh, and Ulster host the Dragons. Okay, we can talk about Ulster Dragons maybe? Uh, well, Piatau. Give me, give me Charles. I just want to, I just want to see Charles Peter. Well, yeah, yeah. In case he shows up at Wasps, Um, (laughs) well, he can't play both Friday night and Sunday, can he? I think he could. I think he could. I mean, if he's getting paid half a million a year, you want to, yeah, get the most. Yeah, yeah, you're going to eke out everything you can. So, um, so Saturday, right? (laughs) Um, Let's just do Friday's games, okay? So, I mean, it's. Why? We've done Friday's game. Leinster beat Treviso, Ospreys beat Zebra, yeah. Ulster beat are you, Dragons. Are you happy with those two predictions? Do you want to? Do you want to tell? I mean, it's so rubbish, <laughs> isn't it? And I'll tell you why it's rubbish. It's not. I, mean, just, I know everyone's going to say how boring it is. I'm going off on the on the Pro 12 again. We've just spoke about rugby, the, the intricacies of the matchups, how competitive it's going to be. We're really looking forward to seeing men go at it, for want of a better yeah. phrase. Tim would be all over Tim, that. Yeah. Oh yeah, men at it. Yeah. We can't even discuss. Half of Os- the games. Because- Ospreys uh, versus uh, Zebra, because A, we don't really know who will play for Zebra, 
and they're rubbish. There'd just be no point. Yeah. No point. And so, that's half, half the games aren't worth discussing. Okay, so ne- what's the next game? Next game, 3pm on, on the Saturday, Scarlet's host Munster. Ah, excellent. Which will be an interesting game. So, As we spoke about on the previous pods, the Welsh regions have strengthened from last year. And Munster, yep. who we thought were going to be very weak, hammered Worcester. So that could well, be... something very special in Munster, isn't it? And not enough credit is given to the Irish academy system. Yeah. You know, everyone waxes lyrical about the English academy system. Uh, well, you know, last time I checked, Ireland was slightly better. Um, they beat the Welsh in, in the end of the 20s World Cup too. Uh, did they beat uh, New Zealand? Yeah. So I'm not overly fussed that there's not been a big signing because they've basically got their big signings already in place and it's good that they're bringing it through the youth, particularly when it's so talented. In fact, Munster are so blessed with players. I think they let the under-20s World Cup winning seven go. Wow. Nothing to be worried about there against Scarlets, who are probably the best of the Welsh regions. Do you think? Do you think they'll be the best? Well, I mean, they are looking at last year's performances. Yes, but last last season, the Ospreys were hit heavier than anyone by the disrupted season because of the World Cup. Yes, that is true. They, they meaning the Scarlets, have got a, a marvellous back, back line. I don't know much about the lad, uh, Reese Pratchell, but everyone that I speak to who watches um, Welsh rugby uh, say two things. He's very good, and Cardiff Blues really, or Cardiff Blues fans are really not happy to yeah. lose him. yeah. Having JD2 back to pair with Scott Williams and then Liam Williams is just a complete baller. And they brought in Johnny McNichol from the Crusaders. Oh, yeah, he's a great he's player. A handy winger, yeah. Scarlet's will be a good team. Yeah, and here's the other thing about Scarlet's don't get. Everyone bangs on about their pack. Their pack is all internationals. <laughs> I mean, you you read their, their front row. It's, it's basically the Wales, Wales front row. Jake Ball, Welsh second row. Uh, Fox Davis is now a national treasure. Who could be boy? Could be boy. Yeah. Oh, hang on. Is Fox the other one? Fox is uh, John. Fox is John, isn't he? And Cubby boy Cubby, is Cubby boy is uh, the, the other one. The other one. Right. Yeah. He's, James, James Davis. He's like a national treasure now. So yeah. Yeah. There you go. So yeah, this this will be a good game. I think. I think teams that don't win struggle to turn that round. I think it's a cultural thing. I still think that Munster will have the psychological edge because they are perennial winners and what are Scarlets they're perennial we, they're like the Welsh Harlequins as long as they play nice rugby they don't really care the Scarlets did finish above Munster last, last season didn't they that, that, that is true that, that is true so I'm going to say Scarlets at home and it, it'll be a good game as well Munster away now uh, 5.15 probably the best proto game of the weekend a repeat of the semi-final I think it was this year Connor hosts Glasgow. Wow, okay, that is a great, great game. That, this will really be a good game. Well, it depends, doesn't it? Can Connor continue what they've done? Is the book already out? Are there ways to uh, combat what Connor do? Who has who has the answers what the team's done? Yeah. And uh, can, can they plug the gaps left by McGinty, left by um, Henshaw and, and, Mul- and Muldowney? One thing we didn't say last week, and we should have said, was, of course, Dave Rennie. Dave Rennie. Now, anyone who knows anything about rugby or pays attention to these things will tell you Dave Rennie is one of, if not the most highly regarded coach, certainly in the club game, that there is. Yeah. And he's been signed by Glasgow. Glasgow. I assumed his next job would be international. Yeah. A hell of a signing. It is a good signing. 
Uh, but he doesn't start his job a few months yet. Well, about a year, he, isn't it? Yeah, it's is it June next year? I think so. When uh, Gregor goes off to Scotland, mm. I'll give the Gre- uh, Gregor's quite a handy coach in his own right. Yeah, well, they couldn't afford to lose him, could they? So no. they had to give him they the Scotland. Ha- but all credit to Scotland and the what was it Scottish Rugby Union SRU? SRU, yeah, they've really done well in investing in coaches. So with everything else that's wrong for, wrong with the Scottish game. And there's a ton of stuff, which I don't even <laughs> want to talk about. Vern Cotter was an excellent appointment. Yeah. Uh, Gregor Townsend has just developed and developed, and now bringing in Dave Rennie, that's pretty handy. So, yeah. So give me your prediction. Um, Connacht, Connacht, Glasgow. At? At Connacht. I'm going to pick Glasgow. More consistency? More consistency, yes, in the off-season. They'll be hurting. I yeah. Mean, there's going to be two teams coming out. One of them's going to want revenge, and I think the other one, and I don't know this for a fact, and I'm sure I'll get shot <laughs> down, but I think there's going to be almost like a nervousness in the Connacht camp. Can they live up to expectations? Yeah. It's a lot of pressure on their shoulders and a lot of expectation. Yeah. And they weren't playing full-strength teams every week, whereas they were always full-strength. So you combine all those things, and you think, Connacht, they're going to have it tough this, this year. Give me Glasgow. I'm also going to go Glasgow away. Uh, but that would be a great game and then the final game Cardiff Blues host Edinburgh mm, plastic pitch all that lot yeah Cardiff Did... again strengthening a little bit um, well it depends doesn't it classic Pro 12 this do Cardiff put out their strongest possible side answers yes Cardiff can win answers no Cardiff will lose I simply don't know they right. will Cardiff I assume will put out their strongest possible side everyone's fit there's no no reason why they would rest anyone in a home game like this, so give me Cardiff. Yeah, logic says Cardiff. I've just got a funny feeling about this. I'll go with Edinburgh. Oh, okay. Uh, for no, for no good logic. <laughs> just feels good. right. Okay, good. I'm glad. I'm glad you're working. Who have Edinburgh signed recently? Uh, I can tell you, they have signed this season. So they brought in Duncan Weir from Glasgow. Oh, Rory Scholes from Ulster. Uh huh. Who's a, not a bad player, Rory Scholes. It shows the kind of strength and depth out wide that we've spoke about it before in the Ulster back line. They've brought in Rassiola. I think, is he a prop? Junior Rassiola? No, centre winger. <laughs> right here. Anyway, I'm bored of this chap. That's that then. I'll uh, tell you who they have brought in, actually, at Edinburgh. They've brought in Mata, the other second row who plays for Fiji Sevens, who will be an interesting signing. Excellent. Right, mates, I think we should basically wrap it up. This was the short podcast. It's 55 minutes long. Is that 55 minutes? <laughs> it's 55 minutes long. Bloody uh, I, yeah. Well, if we're wrapping it up then, go to... W- no, wait. Oh, sorry. Sorry. Wait. Okay. Uh, because, of course, go to Statpacker. It's very important. Do that. But we've actually got another sponsor, Phil. I feel like we're just a, a mule for sponsorship now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, when we first started the podcast, I always wanted basically to be a huge corporate sellout. Now, we're not quite there yet, but, you know, a few you know, a few more sponsors, hopefully. We basically just be a mouthpiece for a large, a large yeah, company. the Egg Chasers Marketing Podcast. Oh, I can't tell you how much I would love that. <laughs> I'm but, not, not sure our listeners would particularly enjoy that. <laughs> but luckily, these guys are not that. They're called Beer52. They're a subscription beer service, and you sign up. But what they do for you is they taste the beer, they personalise your box. Now, this is important because I have actually been on record, embarrassingly, when I'm interviewing players, talking about how awful craft beer is. So, (laughs) (laughs) as it happens, 
if you personalise it, it's excellent. In fact, we were out only last night drinking beer. I tried to make a point that craft beers were awful, and it backfired horribly. In fact, I quite enjoyed it, and that it, annoyed me. It was delicious. You picked what you thought was going to be the most disgusting one, a 7.3% uh, Beaver Town brew. And it was excellent. It was absolutely delicious. Yeah, I, I hate it when I'm when I'm wrong, and I was actually wrong. And I've actually had a, had a crate of this stuff now, and I've had Tim's crates. Uh, <laughs> don't tell him that. Yeah. And it is genuinely delicious. So if they can tailor craft ale to me, they can certainly tailor craft ale to you. And uh, I, well, I, I can tell you from personal experience as well. Last weekend when I was in Edinburgh, I was drinking Jarl. Uh, yes, J J A R L which is one of their beers, which is a 3.8 session ale, and it is delightful. We had a tremendous session on on that stuff. Yeah, but you're almost like a pervert when it comes to this. I mean, you drink <laughs> Salty Kiss. If Tim was here, Tim would tell you exactly what Salty <laughs> Kiss tastes like, and the other time that you'd get that exact same taste in your mouth. It's it's horrendous, and yet you drink it. It's you, delightful. I've just, yeah. ordered, uh, just ordered 48 cans of it. Oh, <laughs> It's really bad. So, here's my point, I guess. If you're a pervert like Phil, you can have a crate of beer which fits your perverted needs. Yeah. If you're a normal guy who likes nice, clean-tasting lagers, pills, and that sort of thing, you can also have that. There is something for everyone. And actually, it's a great service. As so, usual, go and visit them at Beer52 and use our code EGGCHASERS10. That easy. Perfect. Anything you want to do before we... um? No, I better go. My laptop's about to die, and I'm under strict orders that I've got to go and eat some octopus. Oh, tough life, eh, mate? Yeah. Tough life. End of pod pod hashtag? (laughs) Should we save it for the the proper pod? The proper pod, which will be out on Wednesday morning after we finally get Tim back in front of us in the studio. Yeah, actually finally get some talent on these microphones. (laughs) It'd be lovely, wouldn't it? Thank you for listening. Leave us a review, do that sort of stuff. Apparently, it's very important. Uh, contact us on on Twitter if you want to get in touch and say hello and just you know chat about rugby or craft ale or whatever else. And until tomorrow, when you've listened to this today, if that makes sense. Yeah. Tomorrow you'll have the actual Egg Chasers Rugby podcast rather than this, the substandard substitute. <laughs> Me and you rambling on for an hour about about six games. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Mark Regan of podcast. No, is that fair? Yeah, the Mark Re- yeah. yeah the, the Mark Regan podcast substandard. No, I want I want to interview him, him in the future. Okay, let's think of someone else. Well, he, he's not. So, he's a World Cup winner, but he yeah, was, but he, he was third, didn't start, did he? he yeah, was third he, choice. He was third choice hooker in the squad. Who is a substandard substitute? Reese Priestland. Perfect. The Reese Priestland of podcasts. <laughs> See you tomorrow with Tim, or if you want, catch me on the Rugby Dungeon at some point in on Wednesday. Perfect. All right. Bye bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Transform your home in one weekend with paint from Menards. Get a paint that combines durability and gorgeous color. Dutch Boys DuraClean Interior Paint and Primer in One offers Stay Clean technology, making your home stay beautiful and clean longer. And with Dutch Boys Easy Opening Smooth Pouring Container, transforming your home has never been easier. Save big money on Dutch Boy paints and head into Menards to get your paint project started today. Save 